From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hi there, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker with the WIA National News. This one for week commencing September the 8th. In the news, special interest group news with Brian, Sota with Andrew, Felix with operational news, and Jason with an in-depth look internationally, where also Chilean mediators have launched a new effort to resolve a weeks-old strike by workers at the Atama Large Millimetre Submillimetre Array, the ALMA, the world's largest radio telescope. The dispute has forced the facility to put most of its observations on hold as the management attempts to negotiate with ALMA's 195-member union of admin workers, technicians and support staff members. Built at an altitude of 5,200 metres above sea level in northern Chile, ALMA is a collaboration between the United States, Japan, Europe and Chile. Silent Key and a 101-year-old radio ham, Whiskey 4 Echo Hotel Fox has become Silent Key. The Fay Observer reports that radio amateur Bill Finch, W4EHF, passed away July 27, age 101. Bill was first licensed in 1935 and was an active radio amateur well into his 90s. He was an honorary life member of the Cape Fear Amateur Radio Society and the Brightleaf Amateur Radio Club. We'll also be hearing from Trevor Tag, VK4BAT, as he reports on a new Queensland Government wireless network. But first, let's continue the international scene with Jason, VK2LAW. ZL Ham Radio Licence Update. The New Zealand regulator MED has recently updated the GURL for amateur radio operators, which specifies the terms, conditions and restrictions that amateur radio operators must comply with when operating their radio stations and to reflect changes to visiting amateur callsign requirements. General User Radio Licence GURL for Radio Amateur Operators Voice of Russia to cease shortwave radio service to go QRT It appears the Voice of Russia will cease shortwave radio service January 1st, 2014. The shortwave service is closing due to government-mandated funding cuts. The Voice of Russia was known as Radio Moscow in the Cold War era, but actually first took to the shortwave bands back in 1922 with a single transmitter located in Moscow. U.S. space fence shut down. It's reported on Satwatch that the 216 MHz U.S. space fence used to detect orbital objects was shut down on September 1st at 0 UT. The space fence was a U.S. government multi-static radar system built to detect orbital objects passing over the United States. The reason for the shutdown is believed to be because the U.S. federal government is spending more on its budget, resulting in automatic budget cuts. Amateur radio licensing exam in Bangladesh. After five years, Bangladesh Telecommunication Regulatory Authority, BTRC, has announced an amateur radio licensing exam 2013 will be held on November 9. 50% of total mark will be counted as a pass line in the examination where the candidates will have to face 50 multiple choice type questions regarding fundamentals of radio engineering, basic electronics, amateur radio rules code and safety, etc. Details of the syllabus can be found at the BTRC website, btrc.gov.bd. You can also visit Bangladesh Amateur Radio League's website, barl.org. Microsoft will buy Nokia's mobile phone business for 5.44 billion euros, 8 billion Australian dollars, and the Finnish firm's CEO, Stephen Elrop, will join Microsoft when the transaction is closed. Finland's Nokia, once the undisputed leader in mobile phones, has been struggling to respond to the challenge from smartphone makers such as Apple and Samsung. 
the URAO poll calling Canada and Australia. The European Radio Amateurs Organisation, EURAO, is seeking opinions worldwide for its survey. Until now, responses from more than 40 countries have been received, but just a few from Canada and Australia. OMs and YLs from these countries, and also from others, are encouraged to participate in the poll, which takes just a few minutes. Visit the text edition of this news, wia.org.au, for the URL. Astronaut Ham Mike Foll, KA5UAC, retires. After 26 years with the space agency, NASA astronaut Mike Foll has retired. Starting back in 1977, Foll had spent a total of 375 days in space during six space shuttle missions and later assignments aboard two space stations. This included 145 days on the Russian Mir space station in 1997 and 194 days aboard the International Space Station as commander of Expedition No. 8 from October 2003 to April 2004. He also took part in four spacewalks, also known as EVAs, totaling almost 23 hours. The FCC has issued a citation and order to a Fremont, California company known as DNJ Radio. This for its alleged violations of the agency's rules by marketing non-certified amplifiers and kits via its website under the trade name RM Italy. The agency's San Francisco office was assigned to investigate the matter. It says that it found that the DNJ Radio Company was offering RM Italy brand linear amplifiers and amplifier kits that were capable of operations on both 11 and 10 meters and they'd not been certified for sale in the United States. It also said that a disclaimer posted on DNJ Radio's website said that the devices were only for industrial, scientific, medical, or export use and was not acceptable because using them on 11 meters would violate FCC rules. The FCC ordered DNJ Radio to immediately discontinue marketing these unauthorized devices. They gave the company the usual 30 days to provide a list of amplifiers imported or marketed under the name of RM Italy. It also told DNJ Radio that any future violations could result in sanctions of up to $16,000 for each future violation. While we usually do not do stories about Hamfest or convention websites, every once in a while one comes along that deserves a bit of special attention. And so it is with this year's Pacificon show. Amateur Radio Newsline's Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, has the details. If you've ever visited a Hamfest or convention website, then you know most are pretty basic. Usually it's a headline with the name, date, and location of the event, the list of speakers, and possibly a way to register online. But Pacificon, the ARL Pacific Division annual conference held in California Silicon Valley, is about to change all this. Their cutting-edge website uses a professional conference management system donated to the event by a startup called PointView. David Witowski, W6DTW, is the webmaster for Pacificon 2013. The system is really exciting because in addition to a fully modernized website the public sees, there's also a full set of back office tools the Pacificon team can use to efficiently manage the event leading up to and on the day of. Uh, it handles everything from attendee and vendor registrations, managing the presentation submissions. We can dynamically and quickly adjust room and time slot assignments uh, to better create a calendar or an agenda that's going to be uh, responsive to the users. And if we need to change the time or location for a forum session, the website's event calendar gets automatically updated with that information. 
Pacificon 2013 is slated for October 11th to the 13th at the Marriott Hotel in Santa Clara, California. Its new conference system is so modern that it even features support of smartphones and social networking. On the day of the event, attendees can use the PointView mobile app, which runs on both iOS and Android devices, to manage their agenda, exchange contact information with presenters and other attendees, and get live announcements about the event. The attendees can even uh, link their Pacificon account with social networking channels such as Facebook or Twitter, and then they can use the PointView app or the Pacificon website to post comments and photos from the event, which will be reflected up to those social networking channels. Bringing convention and hamfest websites into the 21st century is what this story is really all about, and right now it appears as if Pacificon and its new website are really the leaders of the pack. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. I'm in the newsroom in Los Angeles. A proposal for funding to support the long-term understanding of the RF noise floor has recently been approved by the RSGB Legacy Trustees, managing the generous legacy provided by the late Ken Rowell, G5RL. The funding provides for web support for the noise measurement campaign, announced in July 2012 edition of RADCOM, and data collection for one or more MSc projects at the University of Leicester. The projects are expected to be run in conjunction with assistance from a small number of amateurs in suitable locations. Further information on the RSGB notices section of the RSGB website. 2014 will see the Brownies celebrate their 100th birthday with various exciting activities and challenges available. Ofcom has agreed that stations may apply for the special GB100 prefix to their usual Thinking Day on-the-air call signs. Thinking Day is an opportunity for the members of the Guide Association, from the youngest Rainbow to the oldest Trefoil Guild member, to talk to other members of the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts all over the world via amateur radio. The 2014 event will be on the 14th and 15th of February 2014. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amish Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org. And I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Car 54, where are you? Well... A new Queensland Government wireless network is expected to improve communication for public safety agencies, police cars, etc., and increase safety and security for many emergency workers in Queensland. Trevor Tague, VK4BAT reports. Telstra have been chosen to design, build, operate and maintain the vital technology and infrastructure project worth $457 million over 15 years. Announcing the new system in Brisbane earlier this week, Premier Campbell Newman said the GWN would initially be rolled out to Brisbane, the Gold Coast and Cairns to support next year's G20 meetings. The new digital system would then be rolled out to the rest of the southeast in time for the 2018 Commonwealth Games. The Premier says there'd also be the potential to eventually extend the system to cover the rest of the state. Telstra and its major subcontractor Motorola will work closely with the government to start the detailed design and build of the network under a managed services agreement. Work on the GWN is expected to begin later this year. Trevor Tague in Brisbane for VK1 WIA News. Thanks Trevor. WIA board talk now and we have moved on and up with technology. 
The general public is often very surprised that amateur radio survives in this internet, mobile phone and digital age. The old stereotyped amateur radio is vaguely remembered by some or it remains a hidden secret. Most other activities do seek to be part of the community, so they're better understood and recognised. So should be amateur radio, particularly since it is now so easily accessed and enjoyed. The Wireless Institute of Australia considers promotion of the hobby to be very worthwhile with plenty of discussion at WIA board meetings. The WIA has decided to concentrate the publicity effort by announcing the PR4 Amateur Radio Expo to be held through the clubs and groups on April the 11th, 12th and 13th next year, 2014. More detail on this exciting PR for Amateur Radio Expo will be available in due course. In the meantime, those taking part need to commit up to 12 hours next April. It should be most exciting. And those that would like to take part but aren't yet a ham radio operator, don't worry, help is at hand, particularly in VK3, where standard theory training is available. So if you know somebody with the foundation licence who wants to upgrade to the standard level, this is for them. Enrolments are being taken by Amateur Radio Victoria, the standard licence bridging theory course held weekly, Wednesday, at Ashburton. Experienced instructor Kevin Luxford, VK3DAP, who also holds the call sign ZL2DAP, covers the additional theory knowledge. It does require some self-study, but those who now have a standard licence call sign prove that the course has a very high pass rate. For more details, see the Amateur Radio Victoria website under the Get Your Licence section. What use is an F-call? I've now been an amateur for a little longer than a minute and a half, and my shed is beginning to resemble that of amateurs who've been at it for much longer than I. There's a workbench with two different types of soldering irons, boxes of connectors, spare antennas, rolls of cable, rope, clamps, testing tools, batteries, chargers, and the like. There's screwdrivers, spanners, toolboxes, and an overhead lamp and magnifying glass, and I'm already running out of room. I've always had a shed of sorts, I'm a bit of a pack rat, though I know others who take that moniker to an art form. I'm not yet that advanced, call me an apprentice hoarder if you like. Today it occurred to me that what my challenge is, finding stuff, comes from something that I learnt whilst travelling around Australia for five years. For everything there is a place. My current shed hasn't yet learnt that lesson, so I'm going to be spending a little time doing some storage research and doing some organising. Who knows, perhaps I'll take that inspiration and start cleaning up the club shack too. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ contest left in 2013. Just the one, the flagpole contest September 21. Then in 2014, VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 2 and 3. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. National Parks on the Air. Those looking for contacts under either the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award or the VK5 National Parks and Conservation Parks Award are invited to listen for Tony Hambling, VK3 VTH on 40 metres from six parks. He has issued the following list for September. Sunday the 8th, Little Desert National Park. Monday the 9th and Tuesday the 10th, Wiperfell National Park. Wednesday the 11th, Murray Sunset National Park. Then on the 11th across to VK5 and Peepinger Conservation Park and the Carter Conservation Park. Back to Victoria on Thursday the 12th and Friday the 13th, Grampians National Park. 
Tony BK3 VTH with his well-equipped portable station will be on 7.100 MHz plus or minus QRM and other bands are available on request. Exact times of activation best found in our text edition wia.org.au WRTC 14 team leader applications due by September 13. Organisers of the 2014 World Radio Sport Team Championship or WRTC competition are accepting applications for team leaders. There will be 54 two-person teams in the contest. Scheduled to be held next July in New England, USA. Team leaders will be selected from the top qualifiers in 29 regions around the world based on applications and a qualification formula that considers 12 scores selected from 55 qualifying events between October 2010 and March 2013. Cycling event station in Spain. On the air, keep a lookout for EG5VCE will be operational through September the 15th. This while the annual Vuelta cycling race is underway in Spain. Operation is all bands using various modes. QSL EA7 HPC via the Bureau. E44PM. Palestine is a DXCC entity that does not appear on the bands too often. Perry has managed to renew his E44PM license. It is not known how long he will be in Palestine. QSLs go via home call HB9IQB and the logs will also be uploaded to Logbook of the World. CQ from a haunted house. With about a week left to go till the Irish South Eastern Amateur Radio Group's activation of Loftus Hall on Friday the 13th of September, final preparations are being made. Loftus Hall is widely renowned as Ireland's most haunted house. It has been given the Cashota reference EI025-SH. It promises to be a fun activation and one for the whole family with junior operators welcome to go along, if they are game. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In WA, it can be heard on 146.7 MHz and also on 7.075 MHz, relayed via the Northern Corridor Radio Group Station, the K6ANC, at 9am local time. And I'm James, VK6FJA. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV, Every Pixel Tells a Story. World Digital ATV QSO Party. This annual event, held through VK3RTV last weekend, was another great success. It started on Friday night with Damien, VK3KQ, Mick, VK3CH, John, VK3DQ, Peter, VK3PB, Jack, VK3WW, Peter, VK3BFG, Ralph, VK3Lima Lima, and John, VK3ATV. Skype relays around Australia were Mark, VK3EME of Bendigo, Justin, VK7TW in Hobart, with VK7OTC, David, VK5DMC in Port Prairie, Don, VK5ADM in Adelaide, Tony VK7AX in Ulverston and Winston VK7EM from Penguin. Saturday began with an interesting segment from Ken K6HHC in Orange County, California. He brought us up to date with the Digital ATV Express project, which is developing a low-cost DVBS ATV exciter. The QSO party then crossed to Art WA8RMC in Columbus, Ohio. The anchor through the only digital repeater currently in the USA. Six stateside contacts came up. 
As the morning moved into the afternoon, the hookup was with the Southern Californian anchor Don, KE6BXT, and he worked a number of stations through the W6ATN network. Locally, here we had VK3ATV and VK3DO for more QSO fun. Mick, VK3CH, had moved portable to his usual location and entertained everyone with a wide range of food on offer. The Eastern Mountain District Radio Club's new digital facility suffered teething problems but appeared later in the afternoon. A lot of encouragement has been received by Peter Cousins, VK3BFG, the Melbourne anchor and main event organiser, to continue to develop the concept in 2014. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. NASA's Kepler Space Telescope has had to give up its prime mission of searching the universe for new habitable planets. This after mission engineers failed to find a fix for its pointing system after the observatory lost the second of its four reaction wheels. The $600 million Kepler Space Observatory was launched in 2009. Its primary mission was to try to locate planets orbiting their home stars in the so-called habitable zone and then radio its findings back to Earth. The habitable zone is the region where, given the right conditions, that water might exist in a liquid state. These planets are considered as having the best chance of supporting some form of life. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW, Rare Novelty Lights Add Fun to Global Event. Among the aims of the popular International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend are to give radio amateurs a way to promote the hobby, raise public awareness of old maritime structures, and have fun doing so. Many hundreds look forward to operating portable stations in the spirit of amateur radio at locations around the coasts of the world. Although the event has guidelines, the organisers are faced with a dilemma of whether to let a fun-filled and novelty lighthouse join for one year only. The latest was the lighthouse built for the dry riverbed Henleon Todd Regatta at Alice Springs in Central Australia. Its team performed well in the spirit of amateur radio meeting the aims including gaining media promotion. The other major inclusion in 16 years was way back in year 2002. It was an anti-collision light used by watercraft on the Captain Cook water jet of Canberra's Lake Burley Griffin and 150 kilometres from the coast. The inclusion of such novelties is very rare, involves careful consideration, but the two approved cases certainly added lots of interest and plenty of fun for the event. Reports and pictures are most welcome from the recent event that had a record 526, or 10% increase in those registered from the previous year. Already 80 have committed to the 17th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August the 16th and 17th, 2014. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Ryan Unsworth, VK3FAAR, reminds us Jamboree of the Air happens October 19th and 20th. Frankston District Scouts will be providing access to ham radio and internet chat to communicate around the world with call sign VK3SAB. If you're on the air, listen out for VK3SAB. And if you'd like to eyeball them, Ballon Park, Scout Hall, Frankston is the place to be. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio. 2013 Cycle Queensland Far North Queensland Road Tour Com Support. Wyson Brisbane and Helpers will be again making the yearly trek to the Far North to provide communication support for Cycle Queensland 2013 Adventure Tour. This year's ride through the Far North starts at Mission Beach on Sunday the 8th of September, heads inland and uphill to the picturesque Atherton Tablelands and ends at Port Douglas on Sunday September 16th. The Wyson Portable Repeater will be deployed at a number of high vantage points during the ride, and Wyson will also deploy a high-band VHF Portable Commercial Repeater to aid comms for ambulance and other non-radio amateur organisations. 
Special Interest Group Summits on the Air. Last Sunday, September 1, saw the start of summits being activated in Summits of the Air Scheme in Australia's VK2, New South Wales area. Summits on the Air, or SOTA, has increased its coverage in Australia, with two additional states, New South Wales and Queensland, both joining SOTA on the 1st of September 2013, last Sunday at the time of recording. This provides many more summits to climb and a much wider coverage for SOTA in Australia. The list of summits for New South Wales was submitted to the SOTA management team in the UK during August and it was a great surprise to find that the UK guys had not only been expecting our submission but were hoping to get VK2 alive for SOTA on the 1st of September. We were delighted to find that not only VK2 but also VK4 was officially launched on that day. There are almost 1,100 approved summits for SOTA in New South Wales. The names and locations of the summits and maps showing them can be found on the sotadata.org.uk website. You can go there and use the software tools to download a bunch of summits for your area in various forms including files that you can use in a GPS navigator or in your own mapping software. So radio amateurs in New South Wales and Queensland are now able to activate summits and gain points for the various SOTA awards. Summits are graded according to their altitude. The points range from 1 point for summits up to 500 metres all the way up to 10 points for summits higher than 1500 metres in New South Wales. The point scales in various states are slightly different because they have different ranges of heights. Who will be the first to operate a Hasoda station from Mount Kosciuszko, which is coded VK2 slash Sierra Mike dash 001? It will earn 10 points. It's at 2,229 metres above sea level. For more information about SOTA, including equipment, antennas, power supplies and the rules of the program, please go to the SOTA website at sota.org.uk. We have an Australian mailing group on the Yahoo group system and you are welcome to join, monitor the chatter and get enthused about operating from summits. 73 from Andrew, VK1DA, VK2UH, Association Manager for VK2 SOTA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Perth, it can be heard on VK6RAP, 146.700 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Blake, VK6FBNZ. Well, just on time to wrap up WIA National News for week commencing September the 8th, 2013. Remember, if you'd like to submit news items for inclusion in this, the VK1WIA broadcast, just email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au. And to submit audio, read the How to Submit Items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au. Remember, the sooner you submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of WIA National News. But remember, each item will only be broadcast once, so if you want a couple of mentions, please submit different slants on the story to keep your event fresh. And always, if the newsroom is to read your item and you're not submitting audio, please write it in the third person. That is how you'd expect to hear it being read back. Now also, if you need to get in contact with the WIA, the address is nationalnews at wia.org.au. Anybody. Everybody is most welcome to rebroadcast the WIA National News, but we would ask that you don't edit it, that it's broadcast in its entire 30-minute slot, and make sure that you let us know who's listening, the number of callbacks. We don't need the actual call, uh, call signs, but let us know that you've got 
seven people listening on 7070 in Udnagalabi or wherever it happens to be. Keep in contact with us because we do let you know where and when each broadcast is available, particularly things like Jota and the RD opening address. Alrighty, on the social scene. This weekend, September 8 in VK3, it's the Shepparton and District Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest, 10am. September 14, VK4, Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Sunfest at 9. September 27 to 29 in VK6, it's HARG Spring RF Campout at Bald Hill Campground, Avon Valley. October 3 to 7 in VK4, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention. It's being held in Charters Towers. October 5, also in VK4, is Redfest by the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club, being held at St Michael's College, Caboolture at 9. October 20 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention. November 2 in VK4, the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. That's at Albert Waterways Hall. November 3 in VK5, Hamfest, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society, Goodwood. November 15 to 17 in VK3, it's Victorian National Parks Weekend. And November 24 in VK3, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, Rosebud Radio Fest. And a couple of big ones that are happening, not until 2014, but people have already given us the information, and we thank you for that. The Wyong Field Day, and it's on come rain, hail or shine, make a note of the date, February 23. And in VK4, the Clareview Gathering for 2014 happens May 2nd to 4. Clive, VK4, Alpha Charlie Charlie is the man to contact if you'd like to visit Clareview Gathering, May 2 to 4. All right, that takes us to the end of WIA National News for another week. Thanks for listening and walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.